Well, good morning. It is wonderful to have you all here this morning. Please join me as we sing the doxology, which is found in the red hymnal, number 549. The doxology in the red hymnal, number 549. is hymn number 634. O Lord, how my foes have increased! How many are rising against me! How many say of my life, there is no help from God for him! You, Lord, are my lifelong master, my honor, my reason for pride. When I cry aloud to the Lord, he responds from his holy hill. As for me, I can lie down and sleep, then arise, for the Lord sustains me. I fear not though thousands of men gather around to oppose me. Arise, Lord, save me, my God. You can slap the face of my foes and break the teeth of the wicked. Salvation, O Lord, may your blessing rest on your people. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is number 303, I Serve a Risen Savior. 303, I Serve a Risen Savior. Yeah, yeah. 
He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives, he lives within my heart. Amen. Please be seated. Please join me as we go before the Lord in prayer. Our gracious God, we are so thankful that you have brought each and every one of us here this morning to come and worship you. And Lord, a part of our act of worship is to pray to you about the needs and requests that we have in our lives. And Lord, as we think about our own personal needs and the challenges that we are trying to overcome, Lord, we think of family members and friends as well. We think of patients throughout this medical center the staff that is working here today, the family members that we'll be visiting. And Lord, we lift them up to you in prayer as well as we lift ourselves up to you. And God, as we ask you to help us with the challenges that we are facing, we ask that you will help all of those with the challenges that they are facing in their lives, Lord. Because Lord, in many ways we have similar needs. We all want to have the wisdom and the discernment to make the right decisions in our lives. We all desire to serve you, and Lord, we all desire to follow your will. And Lord, we all desire to love each other and to be loved in return. And God, we lift up those needs up to you right now. And God, as we continue this act of worship, God, I would ask that you would help us to be of one mind and of one accord, lifting each other up as we worship you here this morning. And God, we are so thankful that you taught us to pray by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for praying with me this morning. Our next hymn is number 300, When I Survey the wondrous cross. Number 300, when I survey the wondrous cross. Oh. 
Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 15, beginning with verse 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes, and he prunes every branch that produces fruit, so that it will produce more. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I in you, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me, and I in him, produces much fruit because you cannot do anything without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch, and he withers. They gather them, throw them into the fire, and they are burned. Amen. Let us pray. God, we are so thankful for the way that you have accepted our act of worship by the hymns that we have sung, the prayers that we have offered, the scriptures that we have read. Lord, I would ask that you would... Help me to continue that act of worship in all that we do, in all that is said. In Christ's name, amen. So the scriptures here this morning tells us that we are connected together if we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That all of us are part of the same vine. We're just different branches. And the scriptures remind us this morning that for us to have a life that produces good things, that we are to stay connected with the vine. That we are to stay connected in Christ. So how do I do that? What What is the aspect of Christ's teaching that brings us all together as different branches into the one vine? The aspect of Christ's teaching is the gospel that he has presented to us in the scriptures. The good news of what Christ did for us on the cross. The good news as to why he lived his life and suffered the same types of temptations that you and I have. And he was able to endure the suffering of the cross for your sins and for my sins. It is the gospel that connects us to that vine. It is the good news of the message of Jesus Christ. So for us to produce the fruit in our lives that the scriptures tell us this morning here that we are supposed to do, we need to understand the gospel. We need to understand that good news that binds us together, that makes us one in Christ, that makes us the body of believers, the church that God wants us to be. And understanding that gospel first and foremost, which we need to understand, it's a principle that we just cannot escape, and that is that we are to love one another. And I know you've heard that many times before from other types of preachers and chaplains and things that you have read, that we are to love, 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 love each other. And I don't think we can get enough of that type of teaching to remind us that we are to love one another. For you see, in the gospel of Jesus Christ, that is the center point of what God did through his Son. 
is that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whomsoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So God's love for us is the centerpiece of that gospel. So you and I are to love each other and many times it does contradict who we are, doesn't it? It contradicts who we are as human beings. It is so difficult at times to love other people especially when they are not doing the things that we want them to do especially when they do things the opposite of what we want them to do it is difficult to love people when they don't agree with us when they don't like us when they even hate us but God reminds us that we are to love them And all we have to do is think about our own personal relationship that we have with God through Jesus Christ. Because God loves us unconditionally. And that is the centerpiece of the gospel, the unconditional love that God has for us. And it is so hard to love unconditionally. To love not with some type of stipulation or some type of agreement or some type of understanding. But yet that that is how God loves us. And as followers of Jesus Christ, we are to be the model of that love. And once again, we are not going to be perfect in that love. But we are not never to give up on that love. That desire for us to love each other unconditionally. And more times we're going to get it wrong than right, but yet we are to continue. We are to continue to make that the first and foremost part effort in our lives, to love each other unconditionally. And it requires for us to have patience. Ah, so difficult is patience. But in that patience we know that there is the fruit of the Spirit. And as we've talked about here in the chapel that patience is the first foremost thing that we need to have to give us that hope, to give us that peace, to give us that understanding, to give us that compassion, to give us that discernment, to give us that love, is for us to be patient with each other. And that too contradicts everything in terms of who we are as people because we want everything right now. We live in an instantaneous world. Everything is instant. Everything is pulling up our phone and we have the instant answer to our questions or instant directions or instant music. But God tells us not everything in our lives is instant. The best thing in our lives takes time for us to develop takes time for us to come to a true understanding, takes time for us to develop patience. But when we begin that process, we see a whole different world that God has for us. We see the purpose that we have. We feel that we are a part of something, a part of something that is greater than ourselves. And I think all of us, want to have that same kind of connectedness as the scriptures tell us this morning, to be a part of something. The gospel of Jesus Christ gives us the opportunity to be a branch of a vine that is represented throughout this world. Not just here in our city or in our state or in our nation, but it gives us the opportunity to be something far greater, the church of Jesus Christ.
which is around the world. Be part of something greater than ourselves. And that in that we see that we have fulfillment. We have that purpose. And even though our part might be small, it is still an important part. It's still a valid part. Because you and I, and the little things that we do, add up to a lot. You and I can change the world in which we are a part of a little bit at a time. And we may not ever see the end result of what we do, but yet we know that we are a part of something greater than ourselves because the scriptures tell us that we are. We are part of that greater vine, the greater vine of the church of Jesus Christ. And God wants to be a part of that. And as we see within our own lives as our patience begins to grow, even though at times it seems that it's slow going, and it seems that we only have a little growth, but then we see that we have more growth. One of the things that we have at our home is we have a growth chart. And we've had that growth chart ever since our kids were kids. And now they're big kids. And now when the grandkids come over, Grandma takes them and sees how they measure up on the growth cart to compare them in terms of where their moms were or where their dads were at the same age. And in the same time, you and I have that growth chart of patience that God wants us to have. And I don't know how my patience is going, but I think it's getting better. I, I think I am growing. I hope I am. And the growth chart of that, the measurement that we should look to when we think about the patience that God wants us to have, is have we truly understand and understood the forgiveness that God has given us through Christ? Have we incorporated the growth of forgiveness that God wants us to have? Do you understand that God forgives you and loves you unconditionally? And that is something that we need to incorporate in our lives for us to grow in patience. God loves you and he forgives you and in the same way that God wants us to forgive others. But first we need to take and accept that forgiveness for ourselves because if we don't do that, it's impossible for us to forgive others. We have all made mistakes. We have all done things wrong. But yet God tells us that we are forgiven. Not because of anything that we have done or anything that we can work, work for, but because of the grace that God has given us through his son, Jesus Christ. And when we get up in the, in the morning and we look in the mirror, and even I have to look in, my, look in the mirror, not just to comb my hair. That's, that's supposed to be a joke there. But when I look in the mirror, you know, there's a saying that when we look at our own lives, everything is reflected back at us. And there's a part there that's reflected back at us that we need to consider. The fact that as we have come to know Christ as our own personal Savior, that there is forgiveness there for us, regardless of what you have done. God loves you unconditionally. And so when we accept that forgiveness, when we understand that forgiveness, when we make that forgiveness a part of our lives, then we see that we can have that patience. We gain an understanding about ourselves that we never thought we could ever have before. And we have that sense of freedom that God wants us to have. 
To live free. Wow, what an awesome feeling that is to live free. To understand as we walk with God through His Son, Jesus Christ, that as part of that vine, that even though we are part of the greater branches, we live free in Christ to be in part of that vine. We live free and God just wants us to grow. He wants us to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And we do that when we understand the forgiveness that He has given us. We incorporate that understanding that God wants us to have. And it is through that understanding that we live a life that is truly a life that is worth living. Because then we find through that understanding that we have that compassion for each other that we need to have. The compassion that God wants us to show. And yeah, we still have to struggle with it every day. We still have to deal with those things that we try to overcome. We still have to understand what true forgiveness is because it's a process in which we take two steps forward and one step back. But God tells us that we are to live that way, to always be moving forward in my relationship, to always look at the growing aspects of your life in Christ. But yet we have a tendency to look back at the onlys and the what-have-beens and Oh, if I would have did this decision, or if I would have done this decision. You know what? The past is the past. And God has forgiven us our past. In fact, He's actually forgiven us in the present. Scriptures tell us He's also forgiven us in the future. And so because of that, we can live the life that God wants us to live. And because of that, we should have the motivation to get up in the morning and say, God, thank you that you are with me here today. God, I know that there might be people out there that are going to try to make me stumble. There are going to be people out there that say, I am worth nothing, that I'm, I'm totally unsuccessful, that I'm totally meaningless. But God, I know that you are with me. Because I am part of something greater than myself. I am part of the vine that you have made me a branch of. I am part of the vine of Jesus Christ and the gospel and the good news that you have given me. And then we see as we have that purpose, that motivation that God wants us to have for us to live our lives the way God has always intended. Because God gives us the opportunity again and again and again to get back on the right path to get back on the right road that He wants us to be on, to fulfill the things that God has always intended for us to fulfill. It's never too late to make your life better. It's never too late to change your life. It's never too late to get on the path, on the road that God wants you to be on. It's never too late to live free and to have that liberty that God wants us to have. It's never too late to grow in patience. It's never too late to have that forgiveness in your life. It's never too late to miss that understanding. It's never too late to no longer have compassion because God has all those things for us in the good news of His gospel in Jesus Christ. And that's what He wants us to have. He wants to have a life in which you and I produce the things that God wants us to produce. That unconditional love, that grace, that compassion. The message of your life 
is given to other people every time you have contact with others. Do you realize that? The message of your life is given every time you have contact with someone else. Anytime. Because that message of our life should have those qualities that represent God's love in us. And every time we have contact with each other, that message should somehow be sent, should somehow be transmitted. And when we don't feel up to love, when we don't have that sense of compassion, when we're having a difficult morning, you know what? That's okay. That's okay. If you're having a bad day, you're having a bad day. But you need to be reminded, and I need to be reminded of where I am going, where I need to go to get out of that bad day, to get out of that rut, to have that love and the compassion that God wants me to have, to be able to exercise forgiveness for myself so that I can exercise forgiveness to others. And we go back to the vine. We go back to the fact that as a branch you and I are connected to that vine of the good news of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ. And then we say, okay God, forgive me for just allowing my own selfish nature for taking over. Forgive me for just demanding my own way. Forgive me for my arrogance and my pride because I thought I could handle it on my own and I didn't need any help. I've been here before, God. I don't need you to help me. I can take care of it on my own. And God says, you know what? That's okay. Because I am always here for you. And any time we walk away from God, God has the Holy Spirit in our lives to remind us that he wants us to come back. He's always wanting us to be a part of his life and for him to be a part of our lives because we are connected in that vine because of what, we're, what we represent in Christ being that branch. And then we see as we do those things that we just have that sense of peace, of abiding in Christ. The things that we do in our lives all of a sudden have more meaning and purpose than we ever thought. We have a sense of productivity, not as the world understands productivity, but just within our own lives helping ourselves and helping others because we have that sense of dignity that you and I have in Christ. That dignity and respect that God has for us that we can't get anywhere else. I don't know about you, but I always like to be respected. Whether it's with my children, whether it's with my grandchildren, whether I'm with my friends, whether I'm with my co-workers, whether I'm just out and about. We all have that sense of respect and dignity that we all want to have. And we want people to give us that sense of respect and dignity because of who we are. And God gives that to us because we see what it is to abide in Christ. We have that sense of respect and dignity that God gives us because He gives us life the life here right now that he wants us to enjoy and the life that is to come, eternal life. And then we see that as we invite in Christ that we just want to have more and more and more of God in our lives. 
We want to have that sense of the love of Christ more and more. We want to have a sense of the Word of God in our lives more and more. All of a sudden, we have a sense of an attitude of prayer that we are praying for people that we never thought that we could pray for before. Because we've been changed so much because we understand how important we are as branches of the vine, the vine of Christ, the good news of Christ, the gospel of Christ that we represent. So it is my hope and prayer that we remain true to ourselves as followers of Jesus Christ, true to who we are in Christ, true to what God wants us to represent in Christ, true to ourselves in Christ, because it is there that we see the call of life that God wants us to have, in the present and in the future that we do not need to fear because you and I are the branches of the vine of the gospel of Jesus Christ that was before the creation of the world and it will continue after this world is done. Amen. Please take a few moments and prepare your hearts as we have a wonderful opportunity to have communion together. And I practice open communion, and what that means is if you believe that you have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ, you're welcome to have communion with me and with everyone else. And I'm reminded of this, that Christ came not to judge, but to love. Let us pray. Our gracious God, we are so thankful that you have reminded us how important we are being part of the branches of your vine, of that good news, of that gospel. And God, we fall short of that. We feel sometimes that we can just go out on our own, that we can produce our own lives for us. And God says, no, you cannot do that for yourself. Lord, forgive us. Forgive us when we have not seen the connectedness that we have to each other in Christ. Forgive us, God, for the things that we have done that has been contrary to how you want us to live. And Lord, we are so thankful that you give us that forgiveness in that grace, in that love. And Lord, we just want to praise you for that. Thank you, God that we can publicly do this together to remind ourselves of our relationship in you, that each of us as a branch is connected to that vine of your creation. Amen.
I receive from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us protect the God. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us protect the God. Our closing hymn is number 275, Fairest Lord Jesus. Thank you for coming.